Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's move on to wide receivers, Zach. I got an under for you that might surprise you a little bit. Yeah. It's a rookie. Okay. Jordan Addison. (laughs) 825 and a half receiving yards. That's where his line's at. I am going under on this one. And I know this is going to ruffle some feathers because there's a lot of Jordan Addison fans out there. And by the way, I'm one of them. But. I am too. Since 2010. Only two wide receivers to be taken after the top 20 in the first round have reached that mark. Justin Jefferson and Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> Kelvin if, Benjamin there was a, if there was a 17th game, maybe Calvin really, maybe DeAndre Hopkins, maybe DJ Moore. Brandon, you can miss a few games his rookie year. He definitely would have hit it. Uh, yeah. But the hit rate would still be below 20%, even if those guys did hit it. And is Addison going to get that as the number two? Is he the number two? Or is T.G. Hawkinson the number two? Yeah. So if we only look at round one wide receiver since 2010, you know, picked anywhere in, in, in the first round, the guys who have hit that, that, that mark were mainly the primary passing option on their offense. And they were very, you know, high-level prospects. Now, I love Addison. I think he's a great prospect, but I don't think he's in the – category of guys like drake london Devonte smith cd lamb you know guys who didn't even hit a thousand yards their rookie year you know albeit in 16 games but yeah. you know they were right around there right drake london was um you know drake london you know was a great prospect obviously the offensive system wasn't ideal for him uh but the offensive system will be fine for addison but he might be the third target you know, third target in this offense. So the odds are kind of stacked against him here. So I'm right. I'm going with the under. All right. That's fair. But do you feel any better about Jordan Addison over maybe his touchdown prop? Four and a half? Like- you know, the see the thing with the touchdowns, right? And you'll notice that I'm not going to be I might not put in one single touchdown prop for for on underdog. They're just extremely hard to predict. Right. Yeah. I think it's way easier to predict yardage because you know what the opportunity is going to look like. But touchdowns are so volatile from year to year. Like, look at Deontay Johnson, right? Like, you know, he had like 140 targets last year, zero touchdowns. It's super volatile. You, you never know what's going to happen there. So I tend to stay away from those uh, unless it's a running back. The running backs, I feel like, are a lot easier uh, to kind of predict, you know, between, between the running back and the wide receiver position. Yeah. Okay. I hear that. I, I just look at it. And this is just me extrapolating a little bit because we saw what Adam Thielen was able to do. And I hey think man, Jordan Addison Adam Thielen today, was like a end zone. He was yes, a red zone monster. Yes. But Jordan Addison today compared to Adam Thielen last season, that's got to be close. If not Jordan Addison in Jordan Addison's favor, as far as who I'd rather have. And yeah, I think that the Vikings offense is going to be plenty good. You know, sure. I would say maybe he doesn't get that yardage that we're looking for, but on an offense is going to be good. 
say Kirk Cousins throws for 30 touchdowns, Justin Jefferson takes max 15, and that's shooting high. You're going to have plenty of other touchdowns to go around. I think Jordan Addison could hit that four and a half. Now, that's not one of my picks, but I'm just looking at it. I remember seeing that. I thought, that seems a little low, because I think Jordan Addison is very good, and he can produce even if TJ Hawkinson has five or six touchdowns. I think Addison can find himself over that four and a half touchdown mark. That's just me. Anyway. Gotcha. I have another pick, if you don't mind. So I'm going with your guy, Garrett Wilson, over 1,150 receiving yards. And this one feels pretty damn easy, too. I mean, Garrett Wilson put up 83, 11-0-3, and 4 with one of the worst quarterback platoons in the NFL last season. And maybe in my recent memory that we've seen around, it was bad. you know. And he was a rookie. So a couple things to address there. Over 1,000 yards. You know, he had over he had 139 targets. And that was as a rookie with a platoon of Joe Flacco, who I don't even know why he's in the league right now. Mike White, who had two good games. And Zach Wilson, who is pretty much out of a job at this point. So I just want to put it in perspective. He's fantastic. He's going to produce regardless of of who's at QB. But boy, does it help to have four-time NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers coming over from Green Bay. Like, this is just like too easy, it feels like, right? Combine that drastic boost in the level of QB play that Wilson will enjoy. He had 22 missed tackles forced in 2022, which was second among all wide receivers. With that fact that he's just you know producing at this level that's unheard of for a rookie with backups at quarterback you've got yourself an elite wide receiver one this this season easily 1150 is the target number for this pick but that's just 47 more yards than what he posted in his rookie year um a whole lot would have to go wrong for wilson to miss this mark and it's not likely that scenario plays out with rogers under center in the past 10 full seasons that rogers has played his top receiver in receiving yardage has averaged 1200 receiving yards in a season. Fun fact, none of those receivers were first-round picks. Garrett Wilson is. So it's just set up perfectly. I, we see this coming from a mile away, but 1150 just seems like super low for the talent level, and now he has a Hall of Fame quarterback that he's going to have throwing passes to him. So this one's easy for me. Garrett Wilson over 1150. I agree with you, man. I'm taking it. Right. As Another guy. Fan, the resident Jets As fan. a Jets fan, as not a Jets fan. I'm with you, man. I'm with you 100%. Um, right. Brandon Ayuk's receiving line, 775 and a half receiving yards. I'm going over here. As a matter of fact, I'm smashing the over here. How long are we going to have to wait for, for Ayuk to absolutely go off? It's going to happen. He had a 1,000 yeah. yard receiving season last year. He would have had one in his rookie year if he didn't miss four games. He went over this. He went over this mark in 2021, even though he was in the doghouse for half of the year. There's an argument that Ayuk is a top 15 wide receiver in the league, and it's only a matter of time that this guy breaks out. And I get that the 49ers have a lot of mouths to feed. I get that the 49ers have a lot of mouths to feed, I should say. But even in the games after Christian McCaffrey got there, he was still on pace for almost 1,100 receiving yards. And his line is set at 775. So if you ask me, I'm going higher. Yeah, I think that's fair. Would you? Okay, this might be. A, I'm going to try and draw a hot take out of you, but we'll see if it exists. Who is the better pass catcher in San Francisco right now, Ayuk or Debo? Ayuk, and it's not close. Okay. Do you think that would be a who's hot the, take? Who's the best like after people... the catch guy? After the catch, obviously Debo. He he's yeah. so versatile. But who's the better wide receiver? It's it's Brandon Ayuk, and I don't think it's close. 
I feel like people would be really butthurt about that. I don't, I, think I don't so. know why. I think a lot of people I'm, understand that. I would say, yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, there's definitely some people. I know a couple friends of mine. They're Debo truthers, but gotcha, gotcha. That, that's just me because they're hanging on to that twenty, was, yeah, twenty twenty one season. Yeah, where he just did everything. Which oh yeah, I, he was yeah. a beast. He was a beast. Completely and that was also understand. the season that Ayuk was in the doghouse. Yeah, inexplicably, you know? like why? Right? Yeah, it didn't <laughs> it make any sense, sense to me. It didn't make any yeah. sense to me. All right, who you got, man? Who's your first right. wide receiver? Another favorite. And it seems like a lot of these players, you know, they come up a lot. I just drafted this guy on the last episode, you know, for our fantasy com- the community mock draft. I'm going with Amon Ross St. Brown over 1,010 receiving yards. Imagine for just a second, you know, let me just put this in your head. You're on the street and somebody comes up to you and says, is Amon Ross St. Brown going to be a 1,000-yard receiver in 2023? What is your immediate, you know, knee-jerk reaction to that? Yes, yes or no? Yes. Okay, cool. What if we add 10 yards? Do you think he's going to fall short? <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. Yeah, no. <laughs> not even close. You're absolutely not. You're going to say you're not going to say no because he's one of the he's on one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. Again, the Lions were 5th in scoring last year and he's an alpha wide receiver one in a high vol- volume passing offense. Like I said, Jared Goff threw the six most passes last year with the Lions and he has a history of throwing plenty of passes. He led the league, I believe, in 2018 in pass attempts. So Jared Goff, he can sling it. And he's happy just sitting back, throwing the ball. He's a pocket quarterback, but he throws the ball a lot. The line's got better on offense in this draft. That's going to help on my Ross St. Brown because there's going to be less attention to him. Obviously, there's a chance targets become a little bit more dispersed. But at the end of the day, I'm a Ross St. Brown's going to demand targets. He's a target demander, and he's going to eat first. You know, as we've said plenty of times on this podcast, on Instagram posts, that kind of thing. And there's not really going to be any real, real target competition until James yeah. Williams comes back from his suspension. And that might even take a couple games for him to get ramped up, you know, and actually garnering targets. So he already has a thousand yard season under his belt. Unless he completely falls off the face of the earth or he gets hurt, there isn't really a world where St. Brown falls short of this. And he's also averaging over a thousand yards a season in his two year career. So he had 963 yards, I believe in 2021 and last season he had 11 six something i forget what it was it was well over a thousand yards we know wide receivers are kind of notorious for third year breakouts and does amon ross st brown have breakout written all over him i i think so i think he could even do that you know if he hasn't broken out already it's gonna be another level of breakout so a thousand ten receiving yards like come on give me that i see it man i see it happening one of my favorite players in the league you know yeah so we talked about quarterbacks, we talked about running backs, we talked about wide receivers. Um, I also like, you know, as a bonus, Zay Flowers, over 599.5 receiving yards. Um, that's about 35 receiving yards a game. You know, if yeah. you look at all the first-round wide receivers since 2010, 70% of them have hit at least 35 receiving yards per game. And, you know, this is assuming that Zay plays all 17 games. 35 is a low number. If you remove, you know, if he misses two games, you still have like 40 receiving yards. You know, there's still a chance that he's the number one behind Mark Andrews, right? So, yeah. number one wide receiver behind Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman dealing with the Lish Frank injury, Todd Munkin coming in. Then we know what they're going to pass the ball more. I kind of like this. He's, he was my favorite wide receiver besides JSN. So, right. can he hit 600 receiving yards his rookie year? I think so. I think he can hit that pretty easily. Um, yeah. a, a, any other quick hits from you? For wide receiver? Deep, 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 deep sleeper pick. Deep. Isaiah Hodgins, over 425. 
I, I feel like that could totally happen. This is so I mean, deep. We, we saw him go for 100 yards in the playoffs. And he had another 89-yard game at the tail end of last season. I mean, they haven't really brought in, but they brought Darren Waller in. But I don't think that's going to throw Isaiah Hodgins completely out of the mix. 425 receiving yards over 17 games. I don't have my calculator near me, but that's a low number per game. And I think that Isaiah Hodgins is going to be at least a little involved, you know, because Richie James is out. I mean, at route wide receiver, sure, Paris Campbell's going to be there. But Daniel Jones, as much as I crap on him, he can throw the ball. He just hasn't had a whole lot of talent. And Isaiah Hodgins, he's quarterback friendly, I think. You know, he actually had a little rapport with Daniel Jones. I wouldn't just write that off. I'm looking at that. I think that one might be like a sneaky, easy pick. I'm going under. All right. I'm going under. Just hate on my pick. Okay. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to totally hate on it. Who's Isaiah Hodgins? Who? Who is he? I don't even know. Came over from the Bills. Yeah, whatever. Um, Another quick ask for you guys before we get to tight ends. It literally takes two seconds. doesn't cost you anything. Please subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you're using right now. Whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever. And if you're highly, feeling, if you're <laughs> highly appreciated, highly appreciated. Um, if you're feeling extra generous, please rate and review the podcast on whatever app you're using. If you're enjoying it, we would appreciate yeah. that. Now, my first tight end, I think this is an easy one, man. Mark Andrews over eight hundred and a half receiving yards. Can he get over okay. 800 receiving yards this year? Uh, yeah, I think he can. How is this line yeah. only at 800 receiving yards? Like, it might be because of how seemingly crowded this receiving core is, but I think the pecking order is pretty well determined at this point. And that Andrews is the alpha here. He's that dude. He's eating first. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Right. So, right. If there was an alpha wide receiver on this roster right now, sure. You know, I don't think there is one at this point, especially because Bateman's still dealing with that list rank injury. Andrews hit 800 yards last year on in only 15 games, and Lamar wasn't even healthy. He hit yeah. this mark three of the last four seasons, and now he's going to be the first option in a more pass-friendly system. So yeah. I'm going to bet on good players, and I'm going to bet on Mark Andrews here. Yeah, I agree. And mind you, Last season was widely considered a down year for Mark Andrews. I mean, you know, in terms of fantasy his production, you know, he had his lowest yards per reception of his career last year. So I'm with you. I mean, it feels easy, but I think, I think, yeah, I, I, I agree with that, but I'm not as bullish on it, I think, as you are. Lock it in, Zach. All right. <laughs> I got another one. You're probably going to be like the same way about as I am about your pick with this pick. I'm going with Dalton Schultz over 500 receiving yards. Why? I've been talking about Dalton Schultz a whole lot, you know, whether it was the targets and avoids, and then now it's this podcast. Like, Dalton Schultz, yes, he has a rookie at quarterback, CJ Stroud. But we have have we heard a single negative thing about Stroud this offseason besides maybe some bad test scores? Like, we all remember the headlines. Oh, he did badly on that one test that measures, you know, intelligence. Like, who cares? He's playing football. I mean, we're, he's we're probably pretty intelligent. Here. He just didn't prepare for the test because he just wants to yeah. play football. Who cares? Yeah. So, like, why would you let one bad test score, you know, ruin the way you think about a quarterback? The Texans offense is going to be much better this year with Stroud at the helm than it was last year with Davis Mills. Guaranteed. And Dalton Schultz, he's the veteran security blanket that Stroud's going to use early and often. 
He's had over 500 yards, Dalton Schultz has, in each of the past three seasons in Dallas, competing against far better competition for targets than Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. So carving out a role for himself in this offense, the Texans offense, devoid of weapons, I don't think that's going to be an issue for him. And for what it's worth, Stroud has been compared multiple times to Schultz's old QB, Dak Prescott. Just saying. It'll be a volume game for Schultz at the end of the day, for sure. But 500 yards is a low bar to clear for a guy who can realistically catch 60 passes a season. And for context, if Schultz catches 60 passes a season, you have to average just over eight yards a catch to crack 500 yards in 17 games. 88 tight ends averaged 8.3 or more yards per reception in 2022. So Schultz, he's got it lined up pretty good. He averaged, Schultz too, at least 9.8 yards per reception each of the past three seasons. So this guy, he's not George Kittle after the catch dynamic. He's not a Travis Kelsey type of tight end, but he's going to be plenty reliable for you. And for CJ Stroud, I think 500 receiving yards, that, that's pretty darn easy. I think so. I, I, I think I would actually agree with that. And and Bobby Slowick, you know, D'Amico Ryan's poached him. You know, he brought him over from San Francisco, you know, and he was the you know passing game coordinator for the 49ers. And we know that that system is a pretty tight end friendly system. Right. right. We've seen that in the past. So even without George Kittle, a lot of times, like whoever the backup was, you could potentially play that tight end uh, and, and get some points. So so I, I do like that call. I think that's a low line for Schultz. And I think he's going to be at worst the number two option, uh, you know, behind like Nico Collins, maybe. And he still also has a chance to be the number one option that's still in the right. range of his possibilities um, over in Houston. All right. I got an interesting one. Very close to the same 500 receiving yard line you have. Tyler Higby higher than 499.5 receiving yards. Yeah. How are you feeling about that, Zach? That that's bold. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's bold. Is but it? Is it? Lo- is... When you look at the guys around him, I, I understand where you're coming from. Listen, man. Higby has went over this mark each of the last four years, even while playing in 15 games three of the last four years. So he missed a couple games here and there. Last year, he spent half the year without Stafford. He still hit 620 receiving yards. He, he does stay relatively healthy. Uh, he's likely going to be the number two target behind Cooper Cup. And it might be hard to believe, but he was fourth in targets among tight ends last year behind yeah. Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, and Mark Andrews. So this might be a little bit of a boring one, but I think it's going to win me some money. Yeah. It won't be boring when you're winning money off of it. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen to the target totals to open the season last season. He had 11, 9, 4, 14, 10. Like, that's fantastic usage. That was obviously with Stafford, but that he also went and he had between week 16 and 18 last season, he had 11, four, seven. So it's like, he, he, he demands targets. Oddly enough, you know, obviously it's easier to do that when you're only competing with Cooper cup, Cooper cup gets a bunch of targets, but there's nobody else really to balance out that offense. So it's going to be top heavy, you know, by nature. So I agree. Tyler, Hippie, I didn't even see that one. I'm surprised I missed it. That one seems pretty easy. Yeah. I think so. I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page about that one. All right, who's your next yeah. one? All right, so remember you were just talking about how the tight end friendly system in San Francisco was good for Dalton Schultz. It was yeah. also good for George Kittle. And <laughs> George Kittle, I'm going with over 700 receiving yards. And it seems more and more likely that Brock Purdy is going to be the guy in San Fran whenever he returns from that UCL injury. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's still like up in the air. But that's fantastic news for Kittle because he was Purdy's favorite target. And it wasn't like particularly close you know last season in the last four weeks of 2022 all with Purdy, Kittle had three two touchdown games to go along with 66 receiving yards per game as well 
So that stretch with Purdy was by far the best stretch games he had in 2022. And I think it would be disingenuous to just chalk it up to wild fluke that, oh, Brock Purdy came in and he relied on Kittle. That's going to change this season. Obviously, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel are good, but Kittle isn't going to go away. He's not just going to go away with these other guys around him. He's not somebody to just be phased out. There's definitely chemistry between Purdy and Kittle. It's also worth mentioning that Kittle has tallied at least 760 receiving yards in four of the past five seasons. And that one season where he had less in 2020 was when he missed eight games of playing time. Even then, he had over 600 yards receiving. So Brock Purdy has a fantastic track record with George Kittle. As long as Brock Purdy's starting, which I think is going to be the case, 700 receiving yards for George Kittle. That one's really easy for me. you know. And I don't have that in my top five picks, but that's right there. You know, I, I was between that one and another pick, you know, for my you know, top five card that I have prepared for this podcast. Yep. But George Kittle, I mean, can you really bet against him? You know, I, I don't I really you. want to. It's a very I good offense you. down there. So let's go ahead and do that, man. Let's create our five pick entry for a chance to 20x my money. I'm throwing in a hundred bucks. If I get all five of these right at the end of the at the end of the year, I'm picking up two thousand dollars. All right. Here are the five that I feel best about. At number one, David Montgomery over six and a half rushing touchdowns. At number two, Saquon Barkley over 975 rushing yards. Number three, Brandon Ayuk over 775 receiving yards. Number four, Bryce Young under 22 and a half passing touchdowns. And number five, Mark Andrews over 800 receiving yards. Book it. Lock it yours. Free money from Faraz. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, here's some free money for me. I have number one, Jared Goff, over 4,000 passing yards. Free, free money right there. Tony Pollard, over 1,025 rushing yards. Easy. Bijan Robinson, over 1,075 rush yards. Amon Ross St. Brown, over 1,010 receiving yards. And Dalton Schultz, over 500 receiving yards. That, lock it in. More free money. Love it. And I can't, Love it. I can't wait until we're swimming in the dough. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll be back in six months, seven months. To let you guys know how it went. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, guys, if you want to throw some entries in yourself, if you're not an underdog already, if you do sign up at underdogfantasy.com, use the code UPPERHAND, you'll get your first deposit doubled up to $100. So that's an extra $100 for picks, for best ball drafts, all of that. Uh, just a $10 minimum to deposit, and you can start playing right away. I have the link in the description of the podcast episode as well. We appreciate you guys. Thank you again. Please subscribe to the podcast. It helps us out so much. It takes two seconds if you haven't done it already. Next week, we're going to get into the meat of draft season. We're going to get break down a ton of players for you. So we'll see you then. Take it easy. Thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 